What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Break Free Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Pierce, and I have one of my awesome friends from all the way in, well, hell, across the nation, and it's Ashley Frederick. How's it going, Ashley? I'm great, Liam. How are you? Not too bad. Now, we were talking before we jumped on here that it's actually warmer in your location than it is here at the beach in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. This is very- Why is that, Ashley? What did you do? What did you break? <laughs> I am not sure, but uh, as long as Wisconsin wants to stay in the 60s in November, I will take it. (laughs) That's pretty wild. So how are things your way? I know, you know, real estate has been up and down. You obviously own a real estate brokerage. Tell me a little bit about what's going on your way. Yeah, things uh, were always a little bit weather dependent. Um, So actually, the fact that it's a little bit warmer here is a good thing for us. Uh, But in general, we typically see a little bit of a slowdown in those fall months, kind of as we get close to the holidays, too. But um, actually, you know, comparing to last year, we're a little bit ahead of listings and offers and whatnot. So things are staying steady, which we welcome with open arms. That's fantastic. All right. So Whenever you're talking about like, obviously with the real estate kind of going through massive changes and and for those listening, obviously this is not a real estate podcast, but most of my guests are from real estate. Right. And what are you guys kind of experiencing with the changes that are coming or in play? Like, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I always feel like when we're in kind of rural USA, we're years, it almost feels like behind of uh, reality, which that obviously legally can't be the uh, the determining factor, but we are a little bit lagged, you know, the amount of people in our area that actually know what's going on with lawsuits, proposed changes is slim to none. Uh, we talked to other brokers, agencies, um, no one really has any idea what's coming down the pipe. So we're trying to take that leading step, if you will, like in two weeks, we have a lunch and learn with all of our lenders, uh, cause the lenders have no idea what's coming down uh, the road either. Uh, yeah, but really just trying to, um, you know, weather the storm, if you will. I think that in the big scheme of things, everything will be just fine. I think that, you know, agents that do a good job will be just fine. You know, it's always doing the right thing, right? So as long as you're doing the right thing for your clients, I don't think people should be worried about their businesses. I concur. And I think that shows a lot about your leadership uh, skill set is that you're kind of taking charge whenever, as we know, a lot of these real estate MLSs, they're not really even trying to attempt to do anything. They're like, oh, let's see what happens, which is yeah. the wrong play. Yeah. I mean, our, our MLS has really stepped it up in the last like 60 days. Um, actually, mm-hmm. props to some other next homies that are in, in our MLS um, that are helped to leading that charge. Uh, you know, and I think like obviously being vocal in your MLS is one thing, but having the other agents like actually take heed to what's coming or you know, even understand buyer agency isn't a big thing here. Probably 80% of our agents in our market don't do it. Um, so this wow. is literally mind blowing <laughs> for some of them. Um, but I think in the long run, right, it, it will, it will protect the consumers. Uh, and I think, uh, and we haven't seen any changes as far as compensation or anything like that, but we are really making sure that we have all of those open dialogue with both buyers and sellers. I think probably more so the, the buyers now, the sellers are still pretty much, you know, I want to help where I can, but uh, buyers are understanding that it could come back to them. And we've been really lucky. People are really happy that we're being that transparent with them and agreeing to move forward. Yeah. 
That is fantastic. I think the, in, you know, in my opinion, one thing I tell a lot of my clients is to be that real estate resource. And that's what you're doing. You're becoming the resource versus the person just opens the doors and does the paperwork. Well, I think it's a positivity thing, right? Because like you attract positivity if you're positive, you attract negativity if you're negative. So if you can kind of put the, we're going to be okay, everybody calm down type of, you know, realm into it instead of the, the skies falling. Um, I think people are more drawn to that too. Wait, wait, wait. You mean there's a change in real estate and it's not apocalyptic? <laughs> right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Forget <laughs> what you're reading on the news or hearing. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the worst. Some of the things I've heard, I've literally been like, how did that get published? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hot topics, right? It's yeah. just what happens. Catchy. It's you know, causes but fear. It's so, you know, it's stuff. so misleading and it's, you know, fear it's creating unnecessary fear for people. So I think that's just where like all of us, if we can just continue to be knowledgeable, you know, knowledge is power. So be that knowledgeable person and spread it everywhere. I love the fact that you kind of brought up the whole knowledge is power because you and I were just recently in Kansas. It's a good friend. That's a loaded Burgess. Kansas question. But anyway. <laughs> We were just at our good friend, Stephen Birch's uh, basically mastermind to help people to give mm -hmm. more knowledge out into the world, because absolutely that is what's needed right now. Okay. And I, I, again, it's just, it's leaders like you that talk about the knowledge, about sharing of knowledge and really helping people take it to the next step. So, which leads me in uh, to the reason you're on this show, which is this part, these parts are called the break free moments. So tell me a little bit about that break free moment. We slightly discussed before we jumped on here. Yeah. So it's your show. Take it over. Thanks. Um, I think, you know, I, I think when you people talk, you, they look at their lifespan, right? There's so many different breakthrough moments, right? Cause if you're really working that hard on yourself and you know, it's an evolving, there's always breakthrough moments, right? Um, so you try to look yep. back and see like which one was maybe the one that like led to other things. And, um, there's actually two, to be honest, which I didn't tell you about the other one. So, um, okay. There's the curveball. Got it. <laughs> uh, cause I have to like take it back a little bit. So there's two. Uh, so one is actually obviously coming to, you know, um, next home was, opening yourself to these other people that are just so welcoming um, and people like you and Steven and leading to other people like Imran and Rebecca, right? It's just crazy. Like when you open yeah. up that, that, you know, heart, if you will, and all the people that pour into you. But um, actually a friend of mine, Keith Wilkes, um, another next homie knew that I had been working on a subdivision development in uh, my hometown and knew all the trials and tribulations that uh, I went through with that. Uh, and he actually called Imran and was like, hey, Ashley needs to be on stage and tell her story. Uh, and Imran called and I was um, a speaker at our, the first actual broker summer, summit I ever went to due to COVID, which was in St. Louis. Um, so I think it was a little bit like twofold for me. One, actually like realizing the work I had done was being recognized by others. Um, mm -hmm. But then like speaking in front of a crowd of like 250 people, uh, which I hadn't ever done before. Uh, so I think the amount of, you know, prepping for that, uh, realizing that I did have a story to tell about, you know, what that was like, um, the trials and tribulations as far as making that happen, but also like, here's this pile of dirt land and then like showing a picture now with, you know, like five houses built on it. So I think kind of seeing that come full circle, but really like getting on stage and being able to share that story. And then all the people that kind of just kept on calling and asking, and this light is really bothering me, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
You know, so I think that that was a breakthrough in the fact of like people were recognizing the hard work that you were doing, but then also just getting on stage and actually realizing how much I enjoyed sharing knowledge because mm-hmm. I hadn't really had that opportunity to share knowledge like that before. Um, so I think that that was a breakthrough of like meeting other people, you know, um, just being able to share and then actually realizing, you know, someone I got off stage, Brian Sleepin was like, um, I mean, so have you ever thought about like speaking for like a living or on the side? Cause like you would guess that was not your first time. So it did just make nice. you think like there are other things to do. And I am actually looking forward to, you know, some future speaking opportunities about um, all kinds of cer- certain things. So that I think, you know, helps with some self-confidence and whatnot. Um, and then really it comes down to which you are and you do a great job. Um, but, you know, coaching is a huge aspect for people. Uh, and I think there's so many different ways. There's so many, again, negative things that people can take from it um, or why people are doing it. But I do think that, you know, if people are really just like looking for ways to better themselves, it really is having the ability to have those discussions with someone or have someone that will call you out on your bullshit and be like, yeah, so that's not really what, you know, or you need to think about a different way of doing that. Um, and that really came from Rebecca Mountain when I first started with her. Um, and, you know, working through just self-confidence, those types of things. But one area that um, we focused a lot on, and since I've kind of broken through it, I have realized how many other people are struggling with it. And it's really a matter of caring what other people think. And I was realizing that there were so many decisions that I wasn't making or things that I weren't doing because I was afraid of what someone else would say. Um, The best example, which hopefully someone will find funny, um, is me. uh, We had like a gravel driveway, right? This is like so stupid, but this is small town USA. And we've been talking about years, you know, having like this concrete driveway. And we were talking about not doing it because people would say like, oh, it must be nice or, oh, they're rolling in the dough or whatnot. And so we weren't going to do our driveway because we were afraid of what people would say. You know, there's other things too that you just choose not to do because you're afraid that someone, you know, might not choose to do business with you because you said this or et cetera, or you're not buying that new car because somebody will say this. Um, And I think just like working through those emotions and understanding that uh, the people that truly love you and care about you and are supportive of who you are as a human don't care. And if they do, those aren't your people. It's time to find new people. And when you find those new people, like when you remove those people that are so negative or aren't happy for you, then you open yourself to find people like you and Steven and Ryan and all the other great people that have come into our lives because we're surrounded by good. And you, those are people that support you and are like, hell yeah, the driveway, send me pictures. Um, you know, those are the people that you want. Um, But what I've found is that, you know, we have like, I like to get to know people really well, clients, friends, et cetera. Um, And I'm just amazed, like the more you get to know people, uh, the amount of things that they're not doing because they're afraid of what someone else is going to say. And I, it's just sad to me because so many people have so much potential and they're being, you know, held back, if you will, like they're holding back their own potential because they're afraid of what someone else is going to say. But like, guess what? That someone else doesn't pay your bills. That someone else doesn't take care of your kids at night. I mean, like, it's just mind boggling to me, the amount of things I've like, once I started realizing 
you know, like I was able to break through that. The amount of other people that aren't, I, mean, I literally had someone last week that was telling me that they didn't want to like change the color of their boat because people would be like, oh, must be nice to have a different boat. And I was like, yeah, but next year you're buying that boat because who cares what anybody else thinks <laughs> until they walk in, you know, their your shoes with you for miles and miles and years and years. They have no right to tell you or, you know, if they do, oh, well, who cares? <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, what you're kind of been hinting around is you found your authentic self, yeah. who you are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. And I don't know if you experienced the same thing. Tell me if you have, and I'm guessing you have, but when you start becoming your authentic self, you actually lose people. Oh yeah. People, people stop coming around because you're shining too bright or whatever the excuse is. Yeah. And you know, this like, isn't already a show, so fuck them. I mean, literally, like, you could just see them dropping, and, and it's okay. I mean, sometimes you're just, um, you know, you outgrow people is what I say, and there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean that people from your past are bad people, um, you know, or that they didn't serve a purpose when they were in your life for that short amount of time, but it's okay to outgrow people. It's okay to, you know, find people that want you to be better, um, you know, and, and do better. Um, I think I shared with you a, a full circle story of uh, it is what it is, but... Um, a client of mine that had a, a Cadillac and we would always joke about yes. um, Cadillacs and uh, he's no longer with us, but I'd always park my Yukon next to his Cadillac and he'd always joke about when I was going to like get into the real world um, of getting the Cadillac uh, and it was an ongoing joke. And because I don't care what other people think, I went ahead and I got myself a Cadillac because <laughs> um, I spend more time in my vehicle than I do in my own home. So why not? Yeah. Um, you know, but it came full circle when um, a couple months ago, uh, a family member of theirs uh, had told me that they had, were thinking about getting a Cadillac, but they were afraid of what people were going to say. And I mean, I shot that down in like five seconds, gave like a 10 minute lecture about not caring what other people think and what would he say and... I'm pretty sure that they're going to get it now. Um, but it was just interesting, the full circle of like how far I've grown to be able to have that exact conversation with that like same exact family. Um, yeah. And I just, I hope really that I can continue like to be a light for people that, you know, even if you're down or, you know, um, there are people out there like you and I that want to see people do better, that want to promote people and that want them to be the authentic self. Cause like, imagine if we were stuck behind this curtain, right? Like all the people that we wouldn't meet or we, the opportunities that we wouldn't be open to cause we were sheltered. Right. Right. I like that. So, you know, kind you kind of mentioned it earlier and I'm going to kind of backtrack a couple of things. <clears throat> First off, let me do this plug for you because I heard you speak in Salt Lake and you did a hell of a job. So if people do want to get in touch with you for more speaking opportunities, how do they do that? Uh, Ashley Frederick, uh, my easiest thing for me is texting. It's uh, my cell phone, 715-207-9300. Liam can attest that I am the worst at Facebook Messenger. Um, <laughs> yes. yes, very terrible. <laughs> Texting helps us. That's good. Okay. So now listen, if you start getting weird requests for your feet pics, you, you put your number it's out a there. Big fat. I no. left that for you. Um, but no, I think that otherwise Facebook is obviously the, the easiest way to find someone too. I love connecting okay. with people, like, right? I, I love watching people's journeys and congratulating them on the things they're doing. Yep. Yep. And that's fantastic. So again, I'm backpedaling. Okay. When you were about to go on stage. Yeah. 
did what what was going through your mind like since this was all fairly new to you especially a bunch of, in front of a bunch of new people 200 plus what were going through your mind and then why did you continue forward uh, I mean, really going through my mind was the fact that I was hoping I wasn't going to vomit. Um, I mean, that was foremost <laughs> the thought that was going through my mind, let's just be honest. Um, but I actually read a book about uh, like TED Talks, which is what I felt like yeah. in a way it was. I, like my resonating part of that was, which I believe is still through this day, uh, is to live my life like uh, impact over income. That's how I mm -hmm. ended the speech. Um, and I truly believe that today to like... Uh, we make decisions, at least my husband and I do, to impact others. And if that leads to income, great. If it doesn't, it's the impact that we made on someone. Um, you know, so I think what was going through my mind is just uh, if I could affect one person in that room to do something different uh, in their communities or, you know, find a way to, uh, you know, create more housing, affordable housing, whatever that was. I think that was my main purpose was that if I could just change one person's life and that fear of getting in front of 250 people was worth it. That's awesome. That, that is actually fantastic. And which leads me, I'm glad you kind of took it that route because that, which leads me, I'm going to throw you a curveball since you hit me with a curveball earlier. Uh, if I recall and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you are actually getting already in or getting into the coaching field. And right. if so, tell me a little bit about that. If you're comfortable with that. Sure. Um, so my good friend, Stephen Birch, uh, obviously has leading lane, uh, and his mm -hmm. primary focus has been on kind of the back end things, but also working with brokerages uh, and brokers, right? So uh, we hired him for consulting uh, last, earlier this year, I think it was February for his, uh, you know, 12 session course, um, kind of overhauled our behind the scenes things that people don't really think about uh, and has been instrumental in the growth of our company. Um, you know, but through another mastermind that we were at, you know, we realized kind of the um, missing portion of that is that, you know, we are spending some time on the brokerages, which is great. But there is, um, I think, you know, there's, there's lots of coaching programs, I think that for agents, you know, and I think that some of them are fluff filled, if you will. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's not just about numbers. There's so much more to being an agent than just a number. Uh, and so what we really talked about was, uh, me coaching under the leading lane, uh, just on the agent side. So, uh, you know, agents that are looking for coaching as far as really diving into their actual agent practice, you know, what are their, what does their day look like? It's not about, I'm not into this, you know, buying leads, those types of things. Like to me, there's so much more about the way you structure your days, your mindset, who you're surrounding yourself with, all of those types of things that you have to have someone that, um, has kind of been through those courses, I think, um, waved those storms, if you will, to really, you know, be able to be like, oh, that person's been there and done that. I've been in real estate for 11 years. Um, you know, I've been uh, through my ups and downs, and I think I'm just excited and, and, you know, the ability to share that with people. And I also like to challenge people, as you're fully aware. Um, yep. You know, so I think that having that accountability. texting you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> having that accountability, I think a lot of people, you know, miss. I also think that sometimes it's hard, um, you know, like when you have a coach or like an accounting accountability partner that's right there, like with you, like in your own town, I think that sometimes that can be hard for people to really succeed with. So I think that if you can find people that are different from you, you know, don't live in the same area, don't necessarily do the same markets, it just opens up yourself to like, you know, even for me, like for Steven as a brokerage, like I never thought that way or never even thought about that. So I, I think when you really open up, you know, what you're willing to take in, it could, you know, change your trajectory for sure. 
I think that's great too. And, you know, you jumping into it, it adds more variety out there because one thing I hear being a coach now for almost like officially for almost two years is that people get hung up on like, oh, well, this person, this person, I'm like, look, first off, not every coach is for you. You just went like very (laughs) (laughs) You said it wasn't going to be edited. So here you go. Real life. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So if you watch the video, I highly recommend it on YouTube. Watch the video. She just went like full ultra and started glowing. It was wild. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. You've been coaching for a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, with the coaching out there, having more people in the field that are actually of, in my opinion, really good quality is great because I'm not the coach for everybody. You're not the coach for everybody. Same with Rebecca, Steven, et cetera. All the people that we know in this business the more people we get out there that helps, the more level people can be. And, and even example like this, say if someone joins you and started coaching with you and you helped them out to a certain point, sometimes people have to go to the left field, the right field and go find someone else and keep evolving, uh-huh. keep moving forward. And I think people miss out on that opportunity. So I think it's great that you're entering into that. So another plug, if someone is interested in getting that help from you, same thing, your, the phone number that they can request feet pics to? <laughs> yep, that one. Um, <laughs> yes, or Leading Lane for sure. If they're interested in the coaching, uh, you know, check out Leading Lane. Uh, com. will get you to that as well. Um, you know, but I think that that's, you know, the other thing, Liam, is I think that's something as, as coaches too, right? I think it's a matter of being um, – aware of like when someone has, you know, outgrown you, which isn't a bad thing, right? Like you've done your job in a sense if someone has, but maybe they need help, you know, somewhere else. And I think in all these fields, you know, if we continue to work together, like, you know, that's how we really continue to raise the bar is by helping one another, setting people up with the right people so that, you know, it's kind of the the cream of the crop, right? Like you rise to the top. So you just want to, I think what people just need to understand is that, um, you know, like I said, there's such like sometimes negative notations on, on coaching. It's so unfortunate because I think that it's such an opportunity. I think that, you know, you've had some fantastic testimonials from your clients, um, you know, Stephen, Rebecca, everybody that we know, you know, there's been amazing transforma- transformational stories. And I just think that if people are open to it, um, I mean, really, it, I mean, it could change what they do every day, who they, you know, right. these opportunities, had you never met like one person, right? Like, they wouldn't have introduced you to the next person that introduced you to the next person. So I think when people like lead with an open heart and an open mind, um, you know, the, really the possibilities are endless. I think it's fantastic. It, it really is. It, again, it adds the extra layer, layer into the playing field of coaching because there, there's a lot of, let's be real, there's a lot of shit coaches out there just like in any field. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of times they're the loudest and <laughs> then you're, you're kind of magnetized and you get, you're like, what the hell is this? Or there's real you estate know? coaches and they're not, they've never been in real estate. Right, right, right. I could think of several high level coaches out there that never sold real estate. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're paying what? Yeah, I mean, like boots on the ground definitely stand for something, right? I mean, like having those really horrible situations and transactions or having those exact conversations with, you know, buyers and sellers that you've had yourself to be able to have those conversations with other realtors, I mean, I think, you know, is obviously key. I think so too. I, I think that's fantastic. So what would you say? I mean, obviously we've discussed this when we were in Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> I need a shirt that says that. Um, <laughs> still waiting on Steven to send it. <laughs> I was thinking about your last t-shirt, but anyway. 
<laughs> so when, you know, you're, we've, we've had a lot of stories. We talked a lot uh, while we were in Kansas and you've had a lot of those break free moments. And I know you covered one out of everything that you kind of experienced in your life, business, professionally, et cetera, what would be one major tip that you could give to people listening that really could be a game changer for them? Ooh. And I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. You know what? Actually, it's it's funny that you say that. I actually just had this conversation with Ben last night. So it's actually really funny that you said that you brought this up. Um, the biggest tip that I can give anyone in any walk of life is to just show up. And I mean that in so many different terms, right? So one, like just show up, right? For your clients, show up for your spouse, mm -hmm. show up for your children, Um when a friend is struggling, I mean, like, even if you stop by for five minutes, just show up, you know, um, uh, you know, a story is a, a friend of mine that her dad passed away and like the, the funeral wake was like four hours away. Um, I wouldn't miss it for the world. You know, I, we drove four hours. We went to the wake. We were there for five minutes and we turned around and drove home. But to this day, she brings it up and what an impact it had on her. So I, I think that people forget, especially because we lived in this COVID world where you were like locked behind doors for so long, the importance of showing up. Um, and I think that if anybody like last night, we had a friend that um, her dog went missing and it happened to be not far from our house, black dog at you know nine o'clock at night. And you have, um, you know, Ben with his uh, deer headlight spotter thingy. Well, we, we found her in a field, <laughs> in a farm field. Um, and wow. we were able to get them connected and, you know, they found her after that, but at least we got eyes on her and whatnot. And she posted this morning about it. And she, it was so funny because we had, my husband, and I had the discussion the night before. She's like, I can't believe the amount of people that showed up. And she put it in explanation points. And it was a matter of, you know, people that were like were offering food and, you know, coffee and, um, help or whatnot. Like those are the people that they're going to remember. So I just don't think that people understand those little things you can do for someone what an impact it will have for them moving forward. So my biggest tip, real estate or not, is just show up for other people, even if it's a text message, a phone call, any of those types of things. Yep. I, I think that's fantastic that you pointed that out. It's because it's not always about you. Right. Right. We forget that. We get caught mm -hmm. up in our own shit mm -hmm. and we drown in it a lot of times. And it's hard to think outside of that. So that's a fantastic tip. That's probably one of the best ones I've heard yet. So yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Because you're out in, well, the middle of the United States. <laughs> Wisconsin, you, tell us you know, it looks like a little mitten. We're right in the middle of the mitten. Yeah. <laughs> the, the mitten. I mean, I think there's the UP, but anyway. <laughs> so when you're, uh, <laughs> God, no, I can't get Sorry. over the mitten part of it. No, no, you're good. So someone's moving to your area, which tell us which area, because obviously you own a real estate brokerage, you're an active real estate agent. Mm -hmm. While you're like in your area, if you don't mind telling us like kind of a greater area that you service and how people can actually get a hold of you, maybe your website or whatever, um, to help buy or sell real estate in your area. Yeah. So uh, next home, Hub City is our uh, office name. So Hub City, we were founded on our train system, really. Uh, but we're located in central Wisconsin. So literally the middle of Wisconsin. So that area is kind of uh, Marshfield, uh, Nielsville, Abbotsford, Spencer, Stratford. It's kind of like a 30 mile radius of Marshfield, if you will. Uh, and, you know, we have a great team of agents, great support staff. 
And uh, nexthomehubcity.com is our website. Otherwise, we've got lots of fun things that we do on our Facebook page, Next Home Hub City. Uh, we do lots of crazy TikToks. Um, they've won some awards, so we'll keep up uh, on that. So um, those types awesome. of fun things, you can always find us. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, Ashley, you know what? I appreciated you coming on here to the Break Free podcast, telling us some Break Free moments, leaving a lot of knowledge bombs, which is fantastic. So thank you so much for jumping on here with me. Thank you for the opportunity. It was great. Absolutely. And for those listening, if you want to watch this video or any of the past videos or even listen to it, you can go to breakfreepodcast.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Liam Pierce, with my awesome friend, Ashley Frederick. Until then, take care. Bye. Bye.